Welcome to a new episode of the Empower to Grow podcast, your go-to career advice podcast if you are an international engineer or technical expert looking to grow to the next level of your career in Germany. My name is Sarah and it is my passion to support you to create a career where your life and work are not two separate things but one entity. As a former tech recruiter and certified coach, I will give you easy-to-follow steps for your job search and application process, tons of inspiration for your personal development and hands-on advice from inspirational interview guests. Get ready to take some notes and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Empower to Grow Career podcast. I have been getting more and more requests from international people to talk more about living in Germany, coming to Germany, ways of working in Germany. So of course I'm happy to give more and more input about that. Therefore today's episode is going to be about different types of contracts in Germany. So the focus is working in Germany, contracts. This might be interesting for you if you are still in your home country and you are looking to come to Germany or if you've been um, probably studying in Germany for a while and are now getting ready for your first job after your studies. So if one of these situations is true for you, stay tuned for this episode. Essentially, there are three, maybe four different types of job contracts that are worth knowing about if you are an engineer or technical expert looking to start your career in Germany. The most common one and the contract type that also most of my clients are aiming to get is a full-time contract that is unlimited. So basically a company will select you as their employee and will give you a full-time unlimited contract. That is the easiest option. This contract will um, then provide a framework for your tasks, for the hours of work that you're required to do, for any um, for the holidays you're eligible for, for um, the, well, what happens to your, any overtime, um, if, if you uh, work more than the hours requested in your contract. It will tell you how to terminate the contract, so how to give notice and what happens if the company um, is planning to give notice to you. Um, you will usually have something about data protection as an addition to your contract and so on. And there might be some company-specific rules and frameworks in your contract as well. So an unlimited permanent contract is the most common option. But for various reasons, quite often this um, contract is 
limited either to a certain date or for a specific project. This is also not uncommon in Germany. So if a company offers you a limited contract, maybe um, for the duration of one year or two years, do not worry so much about it. Just um, consider what this means for you in your specific situation. Reasons for having a limited contract, as I already said, might be um, that it's limited to a specific project. So a company might be working on um, a project where they require an additional workforce or they where they require specific skills that they might not need again afterwards. So they are looking for people and offer them um, a contract for a limited period of time. Companies also do that, for example, if somebody is on maternity or parental leave. So for the duration of that, maybe for one year, two year or three years, they are looking for someone to replace that person and uh, offer an, uh, a limited contract. And same thing also happens, for example, if they are a company is sending somebody on um, an assignment abroad and if they um, are getting somebody to fill the initial position, the contract might also be limited. Quite often, the case is that after the limitation ends, that you will get then either another limited contract or an unlimited one. Your responsibility is to check what will happen when the limitation of your contract ends very well ahead of time with your manager. So you can plan for yourself what you will do in case your contract will not get extended. So if you have to go on a job hunt or, um, yeah, assess how likely the chances are that you will get extended or receive an unlimited contract. The second very frequent way to be employed in Germany is to have a full-time contract with an agency or an engineering service provider, for example, which can be limited or unlimited. And then that agency or service provider will lease you out to one of their clients. In Germany, this is called Arbeitnehmerüberlassung. Short term is ANU or in English usually called AUG. And this is the term that I'm going to use for the remaining episode. Essentially, this is part of labor leasing or body leasing as it is often referred to. So as I said, basically you will be permanently employed with an agency or a um, engineering service provider and they will then lease you out to their client. Usually in that scenario you will spend most of your time working on site at the client's location. So for example, I have most experience in the German automotive market. A lot of the German OEMs hire people that way. So um, quite often for projects, they need a higher workforce than their permanently employed staff. And this is basically how a company breathes. It is a much nicer way of working with people than hire and fire mentalities. So um, essentially what companies could 
theoretically do is hire a lot of people if they have a new big project and then make them redundant again when the project is completed. But for various reasons that you can probably imagine for yourself, this is not a very common practice in Germany. And therefore, we have this practice of um, AUG or body leasing. Uh, as I said, because it helps companies to breathe and to um, increase their staff and to reduce it again easily with the transparency that people usually know from the beginning what's going on and why this is the case. Still, you need to be a little bit careful when um, companies send you into an AUG assignment. So basically, uh, every company who is eligible for AUG need a license by the Federal Employment Agency. So make sure that the company who is trying to lease you actually has that license, uh, because only that way it is um, actually a legal way of working in Germany. Apart from that, you do not have to worry too much because you your um, contract will be with the agency. Um, so they are responsible with, for you, for your insurances, for your social um, contribution, for your taxes. For, so for everything that has to do with you and as an employee, your contact person at the agency or engineering service provider will be responsible. Um, at the client's location, you will uh, in some cases be treated as if you were a full-time employee, but then there are restrictions in terms of which meetings you can attend to and sometimes in their buildings they will have areas that are restricted to their permanent employees um, due to usually due to data protection laws. So this is something that you can be aware of. Um, a lot of my clients who get offered AUG contracts by, the, by an agency or service provider um, quite often worry about this. And, and I've had a lot of phone calls from different clients who um, yeah, essentially were worried about that. Usually, uh, I always say that if this is, for example, your first job after your studies or also your first job in Germany, there is not a lot to worry about. Essentially, um, with uh, an AUG contract, you will be on site at an interesting company. You have usually have an interesting project you're working on. You have the ability to create a great network there, um, to learn a lot. And it is never a bad thing to start your career this way. So it will never be negative for your CV if, for example, you have worked in an AUG contract. It is very common to state it openly in your CV if you have. So don't worry about it. There is nothing negative about this. Essentially, if it's done correctly um, and legally the way it is supposed to be done here in Germany. The only slightly negative part with this contract that you have to be aware of is that it is also so the um, AUG assignment is also limited and when the end of 
the assignment is approaching, you should check back very early with the contact person at the agency what they are planning to do after the contract expires. So you might want to explore if there is a chance to get um, hired permanently by the clients, client you're working at or you have to um, check on time if the agency is planning to find you a new project either at the same client or somewhere else. So this might sometimes uh, involve that you have to move to a different location. So um, yeah, make sure to check early before your AUG assignment ends what will happen after because if your agency cannot um, give you another project if they don't have anything then you will be out there job hunting again so this is just something to be aware of but if they manage for example to get your follow-up project at a different client it is an interesting and good way to explore different types of companies in Germany before you actually make the decision to go for a full-time permanent um, employment in one of them. And you have a good way to expand your network, to gain knowledge, to um, yeah, explore different areas. So essentially, I see it completely neutral. It has advantages and disadvantages just the same thing as being employed uh, full-time somewhere in Germany. So these were quite a common um, contracts. Of course, you also have the possibility to freelance in Germany. Now, this is something that I would not essentially recommend if you are not living in Germany yet. So to easily become a freelancer, I would recommend you to live in Germany first, so to register as a citizen and have a resident uh, permit here as well as a health insurance in Germany because this will make it easier for you and this is what you will need to do the paperwork to register as a freelancer in Germany. You might have seen that in earlier episodes I did an interview with the, with the financial advisor Alicia Swani who will support everyone coming to Germany with any um, financial issues as well as insurances and she also uh, advises about taxes. So I will put a link to this interview episode into the show notes so you can go back to it if you have any questions about, for example, health insurance that I just mentioned. So if you are looking to explore a career as a freelancer in Germany, as I said, it might make sense to be here for a while, maybe in a permanent job or as a student first, and then yeah, start registering as a freelancer. Essentially, the process of registering with our Finanzamt is not that hard. Nowadays, you can do it online and basically all you need is a tax number from them and then you can start your work. Freelancing in Germany means that you are responsible to have your own health insurance that you're paying for and to provide for your pension entirely on your own. So it needs a little bit of planning 
um, because you don't have an employer who will contribute to your taxes and to your insurances, but it's entirely your responsibility. So you need to take that into uh, account when you are calculating your freelance rates. Apart from that, I would say it is a career with great freedom, with a lot of opportunities that is certainly worth exploring. So these were the three major types of contracts that I wanted to talk about with you because these are also going to be the ones that are most applicable for engineers and technical people coming to work in Germany. If you are, um, for example, bringing your partner who might not be able to work full-time. We also have different types of contracts, for example, called mini-jobs. So um, basically jobs where you do supportive work and uh, the maximum salary here is 450 euro per month. That might be something uh, exploring if you have, yeah, as I said, if you bring a partner or a spouse who's um, just planning to work on the side in the beginning before getting a full-time career, um, you can always ask me questions about that if you want more information in detail. But yeah, the various um, part-time helping job contracts are probably going to be a little bit much to go into detail about them in an episode. But as I said, I'm always happy to receive your questions and to help you with this as well. Although I'm not the expert in anything to do with contracts. Um, I just know it from experience, from what my clients are getting and so on. But I'm always also happy to refer you to experts if you need anyone. Basically, this episode was intended to give you an overview about the different ways to be employed in Germany. I hope I succeeded with giving you this overview. Feel free to give me some feedback and, of course, ask me further questions about these topics. And I will then be happy to also cover them in future episodes. So this was it for today. Thank you so much for listening and bye for now. Yours, Sarah. Sarah.